Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. We are here, penultimate episode of season two of Breaking Bad, episode 12, Phoenix. This was directed by Colin Buxey, written by John Shaban. Um, first on our screens on May the 24th, 2009. Fantastic episode. Can't wait to talk about this one. My name is Nick, and uh, how gay are you? Seriously. <laughs> there it is. Um, and my name is Ben of Jesse and Ben, also known as uh, Jesse's uh, junkie girlfriend. And is New Zealand part of Australia? <laughs> and that was the one I knew you would use. <laughs> See, well, that was my backup. I was going to go with seriously, how gay are you? Um, but uh, no, I, I went for that one because I, I was excited. You were talking about New Zealand getting Australia gets a mention, sort yeah, of. Yeah. You know, outside of Kangaroo Boy or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, an unusually quotable episode, this one. Um, and yeah, this is where shit gets real, I think, on this episode, as we kind of talked about as we, we finished the last episode, um, about this potentially being the moment where we get the full-on um you know, transition from Walt to Heisenberg. And I think it's a pretty good call, really. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a pretty serious episode. But as you can see just from our quotes, there's some, there's some fun stuff in there as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, any episode you can quote the how gay are you seriously. Uh, yeah. It's always interesting. But, like, it's interesting, like, with the, the fun stuff in this episode. Like, it, this is a heavy episode. This is not just for the one scene, but, like, just the stuff around it. Like, God, some of the acting in this is just, just second to none. Like, if you, if you ever want to talk about good acting in a TV show, watch this episode. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy good. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, um, too, we talked a while, about, a while back about, I can't remember which episode it was. I think it might have been, um, I think, over, maybe, um, about that being an episode that um, had lots of short kind of you know like scenes and we kind of talked about that as being like maybe a bad mark on the show um but this one i think has a lot of kind of like quick cut scenes as well so um so yeah it's it's not necessarily something that makes it a bad episode right well i mean we don't have walt doing the pipes so um i mean it's probably a good thing though there but no i agree with you like it's kind of it is interesting to kind of compare it that way but I mean, this, yeah this episode goes by pretty quick um, so maybe that just is the short editing kind of style, as you're mentioning. It makes it feel like it goes quicker. Um, and we don't really have a lot of uh, Ted in this episode. So that's probably also a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it, um, it's kind of like a, a direct line, you know, the amount of Ted versus how good the episode is is probably – mind you, I, I, lo I love the last episode and it had lots of Ted. So not always a direct line, I suppose, but it, it always helps if you've got less Ted. Yeah, hashtag less Ted. <laughs> That's a great hashtag for Breaking Bad. Yep. <laughs> so, Can we get a T-shirt? Hashtag less Ted. 
<laughs> Better less Ted. Better less Ted. There we go. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so um, we kind of start off this episode and, you know, like because we kind of left the last one on this big cliffhanger of kind of Walt in the kitchen at Jesse's place with this bag of drugs and this text from his wife saying that the baby was arriving and him having to make a decision. And we kind of get this, you know, this first scene of this kind of, well, it looks like an old dilapidated kind of hotel or motel or something like that that he kind of drives into, I think is what it's supposed to be. Um, but this is obviously this truck stop. So the decision he's made is to, is to sell the drugs. You know, that's basically what you're going to get straight away is that he's here, um, you know, kind of drives up to this thing. And, you know, as he's getting the drugs out of the back of his car, he calls Skylar and it's not Skylar that picks up, but it's Marie. Um, and, you know, and you kind of hear him talking to Marie and, and this is where we find out that the baby's arrived and the baby's fine. And, you know, he's unloading the drugs and, and then it's kind of a quick shot then to him at the hospital with the baby. Um, and, you know, so baby Holly is now officially here. Uh, we no longer have pregnant Skylar. We've got uh, baby Holly instead. Um, and, um, yeah, and I kind of like this first scene where he kind of meets meets Holly and he kind of picks her up for the first time and kind of the camera kind of pans around him and you see Ted in the background. And so obviously finding that Ted's kind of dropped her off at the at the hospital. Um why he's hung around quite so long, I'm not entirely sure, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, so it's, it's all very awkward and, and Ted leaves and Skylar's just disappointed. It's that whole thing of I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, Cheetah's got to flirt, right? He's still got to try and get into her pants. I mean, you know, there might be a bit of recovery down there, but whatever. Um, I, I love the, the, the opening, like the camera work, the way kind of you've got like, uh, the, it's kind of almost like this crane shot, the way they kind of pan down mm. and around when you see Walt Carr driving through this scungy little hotel area. Like, it's great. And then you've got this shot when the car sort of drives over like some sort of old-style phone that's just for some reason sitting there on the ground and... Um, yeah, like I mean, God, it's, I, I I remember watching this episode going, "Holy crap!" Like he chose the uh, the drugs over the baby. Like, ooh, okay, this is getting interesting. Um, but seriously, why is Ted there? Fuck off! Like, I mean, I know he's taken her there, but just I like God, I would be so mad if I was Walt. Like, like what is this guy doing here? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a nice little scene that he meets uh holly for the first time but i love the the scene just before the credits there when he's like counting his money and he's kind of looking at this money almost the same way he was looking at holly yeah, like yeah. he's just kind of like oh like what is it like one point is it 1.2 million that's yes. in that yeah. yeah yeah so he's obviously half of that's going to go to jesse but yeah at the moment he's in possession of 1.2 million dollars which is a pretty big deal right which i think um, is about 18.7 million new zealand dollars isn't it or? something like that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just our, our crazy monopoly money yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of it's an intense opening to this whole, and I think even this whole opening thing's about five six minutes long, and it doesn't even feel that long before we get to the uh, credits. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it is quite long, and and, and um. You know, within that, like I think probably um, these kind of cold opens we get on Breaking Bad are a little bit, um, you know, like synonymous with being like. Not necessarily one one cut, but like one scene. You know, like the, you don't tend to have multiple scenes within a within a cold open. It tends to be one thing. You know, um, and we talked about that one with Badger in the Better Call Saul episode, which I still think is one of the best ones. Um, and that was literally supposed to be just like one scene, one cut. You know. Um, but this one's got several scenes kind of jammed together, but it all works. It works really well. And I think your observation there of, you know, he looks at the money like he looks like Holly is an excellent one, you know, because that's exactly what it is that, um, you know, he's just as, as enamored with what he's doing. You know, this is his creation come to life, you know, that he's actually now got, you know, got something for that, which, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's 
that's great. It's a it's a really great way to open the episode. We kind of get through the, the credits and then we kind of we're back at Jesse's house and Jesse and Jane are in bed, still on those those yellow um, sheets <laughs> are still there. Um, Jane's in Jesse's t shirt, this kind of cool t shirt design, I have to say. Um, gets a phone call and it's from her dad, you know. Um, and um, you know, she's she's late um, for um, I keep calling it rehab, but it's not rehab, is it? It's um, it's kind of like drugs. Yeah, yeah, drugs anonymous. anonymous. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's that. So she's late for that. She's got to get to that. She leaves. Um, he kind of like you know wakes up oh well, she she says to him you know you've been broken into which kind of wakes him up he looks around and, and that's where he realizes that the drugs are gone and he's obviously got no memory of, of walt turning up and and getting those drugs in the morning so he's absolutely freaking out because he thinks all those drugs are gone and he doesn't know where they've gone um so yeah it's, it's a it's a great kind of you know kind of bringing jesse up to speed in terms of where where things are um is really good um yeah and then kind of just to, to kind of cap off these couple of little scenes we've obviously got jane at this drugs and anonymous with these these guys who are all kind of like talking like skinny pete you know like um you know about about getting through drug drug abuse and being clean for a year and she's really kind of you know you can see she's agitated and her dad's picking up on that um and then afterwards they're kind of you know they're going to have a meal and he talks about his job so we, we don't find out what that job is but talks about it being you know busy and people that have no training and don't know what they're doing so that's a nice little kind of um foreshadowing of what we're going to get in the next episode so um he kind of asks if she's seen anybody and thinks that you know jesse had some expectations of being introduced and so yeah there's lots of lots of interesting stuff here and this is our you know first introduction to the father as well who's you know we don't see lots of well not first introduction sorry but we come back to him um and and, you know, he's obviously going to be a pretty major part of these last two episodes of the season. I love in the room when you kind of see, like, this overhead shot of Jesse and Jane in bed, like, this the mess of their room. Like, why are there so many newspapers on the ground? Like, I mean, I, I don't see them like, when they're high going, like, oh, let's read the Albuquerque Chronicle. Like, you know, what's happening in the world? Um, and the candles are always burning. Like, do these candles not burn out in the middle of the night? Um, who knows? I'd be, I'd be interested to, not that I really have a desire to talk to too many drug users but like the drugs and the drugs and alcohol thing because like there is always like alcohol bottles everywhere and you never really see jesse drinking that much alcohol on the show but there's always like just tons of empty bottles everywhere maybe it's just uh one with the other i don't yeah. know like yeah. yeah maybe who knows um but i, I just love the the way kristen is just like You've been broken into. And then just like walks out just so nonchalant. Somebody broke in or whatever she says. And yeah, like I kind of like Jesse panicking here. <laughs> just, you know, because again, it's like, yeah, he obviously doesn't remember a damn thing. But, um, you know, like I'd be the same. I'd be like, holy fuck. Um, I still don't know how I feel about the dad. Like, I mean, I, w- I will say this. He's a believable dad. I believe him as being a natural dad and that he's worried about his daughter. Like, I will say that. But, like, I don't know, I guess kind of it comes from that fact where sort of you mentioned, I guess, uh, last week about how you know what happens. So, like, I guess I know what happens with this dad and, like, it's just somebody I don't really get too invested in because it's, okay, cool, what's going to happen at the end of the season happens and then that's kind of it, right? So it's kind of I get the point of it and I get the consequences and everything that's going to happen with this guy, but at the same time it's like am I just maybe not as invested in this guy to care about him? I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how I feel about Jane's dad. 
It's one of those things where like he plays such a critical role in how the season ends, but um, I kind of feel like what would they do with him if they had him in lots more episodes? Mm. Um, so I kind of get the impulse to not have too many episodes with him, but it's also like, yeah, it does feel, I think probably one of the things that I'm going to be a little bit critical of in these last couple of episodes is how everything kind of wraps up and, and how these characters act feels quite um, sudden, feels mm. like we probably, but then the flip side of that is like, would I want one of them to drag this out so um you know I'm, I'm i guess it's the whole thing of be careful what you wish for because you might not actually want what you know what you what you didn't get i suppose um that yeah it does feel a bit rushed but i'm not sure the flip side would have been better either yeah no i agree it's i mean it's kind of like how met your mother like when you meet the mother like it's kind of like could we had of her had her longer because you kind of feel like you know this is the whole point of the show um, but yeah, it's kind of like, well, do you really want her longer? I don't know. Mm. Don't get me started on that show. Uh, the way that ended, <laughs> probably the worst ending for a television series ever, ever. Uh, I'm a non-watcher, so I, I, I know enough to know that people were pissed off about it, and that's about oh, it. Really ridiculous. <laughs> so we move on, and and um, we kind of get Walt and Skylar home with Holly. So pretty quick turnaround that she's back home, but I think it's pretty normal these days. Um, and um, Jesse calls, and you know, like this is where Walt has to pretend it's i think he pretends it's carmen um you yeah know, just have that little uh answer off with walton jr like yes. i like that kind of like, gotcha <laughs> yeah 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 that's right yeah yeah um and you know like kind of this is where jesse informs that the drugs were stolen and walt just hangs up like now is not the time to be having this conversation um and and then we kind of cut back to jesse who realizes there's been like four missed calls so he kind of knows that um this is where he starts to piece together a little bit of what's happened, um, which we're going to come back to. We kind of get um, Hank and Marie over for dinner and they've got takeout from Los Polos Hermanos, which is a nice little <laughs> touch, I think. Um, and I think Hank makes, you know, that, that comment that you said last week about giving KFC a run for their money or something like that. So, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's a good little, little kind of reference. If you're going to have to have um, fast food on a show, you might as well have the one that's been used by, uh, you know, as, as the make-believe one on the show. So it's, it's quite good in that regard. Um, and we get this kind of weird thing about Walt wants like a pool alarm or something. Like, yeah, I didn't quite get that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't either. I was going to ask you about that, but um... – I mean, that's important because Americans don't want their pools being stolen or... Is it maybe just a reference to things potentially dropping in the pool in the next episode? I don't maybe. know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anything falls into it, it sets the alarm off, he says. So What's maybe the point that's... of that, though? Like, I mean, why? Why? Like, what, is well, the burglar going to jump in and hide in the pool? Oh, no, or? I think he's talking about if the baby falls into it. But it's like, if you've right. got to the point where your baby is falling in the pool, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A few I guess... things have to happen. Like, you're not just going to leave Holly outside. Put Holly outside. She needs to use the bathroom. Like, blop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess in New Zealand, I imagine it's the same in Australia. We've got pretty severe pool regulations. You know, oh, yeah. Got... We have the whole uh, fence the pool, shut yeah, the yeah. gate, learn how to resuscitate campaign. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Kids so... alive, do the five. We have that bloody get stuck in your head. Fence the pool, shut the gate, and yeah. learn how to resuscitate. Yeah. My um my, my girlfriend's parents they had a house that basically they had to put these kind of locks on their on their um ranch sliders because they didn't actually have a fence around their they had a fence around part of their pool, but the other bit they also had to lock have these special locks on the ranch sliders as well. So yeah, it was like mm. pretty kind of full on safety. Yeah, it's it's I mean it's a it's a big thing here because it's like obviously uh, you know, Australia hot, a lot of most people have pools. So it's yeah. kind of it's it's a big, big thing. I mean I I can't see Canada having a, a big thing about fencing the pools. Uh 
uh, you know, but um, yeah, like God, it's 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 big big safety thing here. So yeah. um, yeah, I don't know about alarms. Like a fence is probably your go to before getting an alarm. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a weird lot, and I I the more I think about it, the more I think it must refer to what happens in the next episode because it just feels like a bit of a maybe it's just a cutaway comment that we're completely overanalyzing. That wouldn't be us, would it at all? No, so, no, never. We stay on no. topic and talk about all the real things. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, we kind of move on and Walt kind of wakes up to the baby, um, kind of, you know, here's the baby and, um, kind of gets up to her, um, takes her out to look at where the money is stored. And we got this kind of great line, which I think is one that kind of gets, um, referred back to quite a bit, which is, you know, like, um, look what daddy did for you. Um, seems to be a pretty common one that gets used quite a bit, I think. Yeah, I like the and just the proudness you've got on Walt's face here, kind of. I mean, I'd I'd want to do the same. Come on, if you got, you know, one point whatever million, because this is the episode, isn't it, when he's like basically going to soul, like I've got so much money that I can't spend or whatever, but I can't do anything with it or something, and it, he wants to kind of show it off, I guess. But mm. um, I do like um, Hank. And uh, when Skylar's like uh, breastfeeding, like, oh, come on, Sky at the table. <laughs> it's, what does Marie say? Like, you are so provincial. And it's like, oh, it's just a boob. And it's like, it's my sister in law's boob. Like, yeah, it's kind of just very Hank that, you know, he's going to have a bit of a complaint about that, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be him if he didn't say that. I agree, yes. So, uh, anyway, we move on and, and Walt's at school and Jesse arrives. Um, and, you know, this is obviously a big deal for Walt that, you know, Jesse's kind of on his turf and he doesn't want Jesse make some kind of funny remark about, you know, like, oh, you know, nothing's changed or something like that. Um, Join the just, 21st century, get some computers or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is basically, you know, where Jesse says, look, I know what happened, I, you know, um, and... I think it's like something about like it was my day off. It's like you're getting high on your day off or so. Anyway, um, and you know he wants us. He basically wants us cut. And Walt refused to give, refuses to give him his money um, because Jesse's a junkie. And he says, you know, if you pass a drug test and kind of throws him this beaker and says like, pee in this, and we'll we'll see if you're clean and, and if you are, you can have your money. Otherwise, you're not getting it. And kind of Jesse just like throws it back at him. And um, I kind of like love this kind of stunned look on Walt's face. You know, like oh my god, um, this 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 beaker kind of smashes into the black board so just setting up a little bit of uh kind of tension between these two i think yeah this is one of these really great acted scenes i just love that moment because what does walt say something about like oh you know and your miserable little junkie girlfriend and then that's just when he smashes it at his head um which oh it's epic and i also love the when walt sort of questioning him about like you know what you know he's just like what was that heroin jesus or something like that kind of you were talking about the hierarchy of drugs last week it's kind of i'm assuming he's heroin like just the lowest of the low because you're injecting yourself with it maybe um so that's kind of like his reaction to it but this is kind of one of those ones where like we get so many storylines i feel in this show where you kind of like you debate like whose side you want we talked about that earlier on in this season when it comes to you know should jesse get half of the money because it was at walt's fault like this is kind of one this is one of these ones that i'm almost on team walt here where i'm kind of like yeah like like it's not like he's taking his money it's not like he's saying you're never going to get your money it's i'm protecting you from your money right now because you are going to shoot this into your arm um so i'm kind of one of these rare occasions i feel i'm more team walt than team jesse here <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think it is one of those ones where you, you can kind of feel like, and we had that line in the last episode, right, where Walt was kind of basically saying, hey, look, you know, um, to, to Gus about, hey, he's my partner and I and I trust him. Um, and I think it was that unusual, you know, often these two are bickering so much, you forget that they actually do, they do trust each other and they do have a relationship that they both value, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of like, I, I'm always a fan of these moments when, 
like it's that love between these two. Like it's 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 interesting. You brought it up recently about our Nip Tuck coverage, how it was like the heterosexual love story. And like you, you never doubt that Christian and Sean love each other, but it's kind of like it's just that relationship. But it's kind of the opposite with these two. Like they're always at each other's throats and they kind of almost seem like they hate each other, but you know they kind of love each other and like it's that father-son relationship. And like I love the moments where like these two have these realizations of their care for each other. Like I, I, I just I appreciate that more because it gets fewer and far between. So that's why I like last week Walt kind of defending Jesse and you know even this episode we're going to get uh, a lot of that, aren't we? Sort of through Jesse's conversations with Jane and Walt's with a certain person he ends up in a bar with. So yeah, yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. So I think it's just it's a nice little setup. Then we kind of come back to um, to Walt Junior. Um, who's uh, set up a website? Um, and GoFundMe not- page before GoFundMe. It's, it's got PayPal and everything. Yeah, well, it's not it's not milfsmilfsmilfs.com. No. Uh, so it dates a, this episode when somebody gets excited. It's got PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love that, um, you know, like you can actually go like savewalterwhite.com as a website. You can still go on to it. Looks oh, really? Exact, yeah, it looks exactly like oh, this. And I think then you can actually, I think you can like it, it, it kind of redirects to AMC, obviously. But then you can also make donations to like cancer research on there as well, which is quite cool. Um, but cool. yeah, like because I stopped this you know, scene to kind of read what's been written on the, the website and then found out later I didn't have to do that because I could have just, you know, I could have just directly gone onto this website and checked it out. But yeah, that's it's cool. Quite cool. I'm seeing it now. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's they really actually clever. bought it. Yeah. So, so wow. that's, that's really cool. Um, yeah. And so basically, yeah, it's, it's, this whole thing of like Walt is kind of reluctant, but Skylar's insistent that they kind of, you know, they let Walt Jr. do this thing to try and help. And um, yeah, I mean, you can understand Walt, he has this real issue about pride. And so he's not happy about it. You know, the, the whole kind of begging for money thing, he's really unhappy about it. Um, but yeah, and I mean, like Skylar's in tears about this. Like, um, so she's like really moved by it. And so Walt has to be a little bit careful here not to be too dismissive of it. But um, yeah, you can tell he's really struggled with it. Like he, he's got this real problem where he wants everybody to know what he's done, but he can't tell them what he's done. You know, like as you were talking about before, he's got this money, but he can't spend it. But he also has the skill that he can't share with anybody. And like, so he's, he's this incredible kind of meth cook, but that's not something he will ever be able to get credit for. Um, and uh, well, at least in a legitimate world. So, so yeah, I think it's just this real kind of um, struggle for Walt to, to really be um, accepted for, for what he's worth. And, and, that kind of moves us into the next scene as well, which is kind of Saul's office and um, trying to figure out how he's actually going to be able to spend his money. And and this is where he kind of talks about, oh, I'm so desperate. My son set up this page to do this. And this is where Saul puts two and two together and says, oh, look, for a fee, you know, we can we can funnel this through the website. We can get a, a hacker to basically come and put the small anonymous donations on here um, so that the money can be funneled through here. So it's, it's, it's cool. Like these two scenes kind of work together really, really well. I have to say I know exactly what Walt's going through. I, I host a couple of podcasts, which I can't exactly share with the world and nobody listens to anyway. I and mean, I've got this great talent that no one's, uh, you know, giving me appreciation for, Nick. So Walt, Walt and no, I are very similar, I just want to say. Hello to both our listeners out there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a sweet little moment. Like, I, I it's kind of interesting that the limited stuff Walt Jr. gets, it's always kind of like, it's never stuff you don't like, I feel. Like, I kind of... You know, I, it's a sweet little scene for, for Walt. Because I, I think I always forget about Walt Jr. is he's a lot younger than you're meant to realize. Like, isn't he only meant to be, like, 15 or 16? Like, yeah, I always I think, think he's, 15. like, yeah. I always think he's meant to be, like, 19 or 20. So, like, he seems older than he is. So, like, when you kind of realize this, it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of sweet. 
Um, but yeah, like, and Walt obviously doesn't want to accept charity and Scar's like, you say that like it's a bad thing. But um, I, li- I like Sol here basically going like, oh, okay, so telling the wife is off the table. Um, just kind of going through it. But um, yeah, I, I just love this line, the way Sol's on this website. Oh, it's got PayPal and everything. <laughs> like it's, oh, 2000 and what was this? Nine PayPal, the, the groundbreaking invention. Uh, now this is just called GoFundMe.com. Um, yeah, but no, it's, 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 it's an interesting little setup, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you know, like, I, you know, I know you make that joke about the podcasting thing, but I think that's one of the things that a lot of people relate to Walt about is that probably everybody's felt like they're good at something, but nobody really knows about it, and or you know, they're good at something, but there's always somebody better than them. And you know, like this, you know, Walt has always lived in the shadows of others, and I think a lot of us can kind of relate to that in various parts of our lives. And so that's what makes him, at least at the start of the show, a relatable character. Um, and so it's, you know, as as he kind of goes through the show, at what point does he stop maybe being a relatable character? You know, and so I think the, you've always got that balance about do you still feel for Walt? And I, I know right now is that you know um, there are still definitely moments where you. you you still feel for Walt and you still can feel that story and that starts to slip away. But, but obviously at the moment, I still think you do feel that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, that's a great summary. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, as an Australian, I always feel very inferior to New Zealand, um, but you know, <laughs> we, we, we pretend that we're better than you. It's, it's, it's really not true. I've lived there. You guys are better. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> well, we're part of Australia apparently. So yes, um, yeah. Um, so we're back. With, we're back with Jesse and Jane, and they're they're um, they're using heroin again. I'm not sure if you, like are you getting high when you're on heroin. I'm just I'm such a I'm such a loser. I don't even know what these two. Look are. again. I again my knowledge is not that high. <laughs> yeah. No pun intended. Um, I don't think you do. I, I think like in all seriousness, I think it is one of the quicker moving ones just because you are shooting it into your blood and yeah. generally if it's into your blood it's a quicker acting based on my limited knowledge yeah so fair yes. enough all our smack heads please uh, <laughs> so um yeah it is interesting now that you talk about this because like i'm watching the scene and and watching all the candles in the background and these guys are, are about to get comatose you know and they're just going to leave candles running it feels very it's a dangerous. fire hazard like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about their absolutely. safety not for yeah, the drugs when, but the fire <laughs> yeah when they're going on about you know don't roll onto your back because that could be bad but leave the leave the uh the candles going but anyway yeah it's quite the this the scene where um where jane's kind of you know training jesse more or less on how to how to use the drugs himself and they're having this kind of bitch session about walt not wanting to give the money up and and um you know just as he kind of injects you kind of like how much do you owe him and so i'd be mad if he somebody owed me 500 he says no 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 it's just 500 you know 500 000 or whatever it is 480 000. um and she's like holy shit what like yeah she's kind of like stunned at how much there is so it's this great little moment of that kind of sets up what these two characters start to do in the rest of the episode wasn't it, I think we missed a scene last episode, didn't we, when he admits to her that he's a drug dealer. Or no, she's put two and two together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so she obviously knows. But, um, yeah, like, is this where you're not like – is this where people don't like Jane? Because all of a sudden it seems like she's just coming across as money hungry, which I'd never get it that way. I kind of think Je- Jane's always protecting Jesse to get his money. I- I've never pictured it as she's only after his money. That's just me, though. Yeah, I think it's um, – I-, I think watching this time I feel less – you know, grumpy at Jane. I, you know, I think um, the times I've watched this before, I just find her annoying, and I like. I, I think she's an obstacle to Walt in this episode in a way that I don't really like. But um, I think 
you know, like I can see, I can see the story. They're trying to tell a whole lot better here. And I think my appreciation for Kristen Ritter and the way she acts in this, this season has just increased to the point where I don't have the kind of problems that maybe I did on previous watchings of this, which is interesting to kind of go through this with maybe a bit more of a critical eye that you start to see things differently. And yeah, so I don't have the same problems that maybe I used to have with these things. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever really had a problem with Jane. I've maybe only watched this show through twice. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I appreciate Jane a lot more, and I think it's just that connectivity with Jesse, you know, because I've always been a Jesse fan, so it's kind of mm. – I, I feel for him. And, I mean, God, there's a scene next episode, which, like, God, I might even cry talking about it. Like, it's just – it's so heartbreaking. But, um, Well, I, yeah. I, I think I think probably to, to kind of start to answer that question, we can talk through the next, um, the next scene because I think that starts to um, give us Jane's motivation for the way she acts. So obviously, you know, she kind of wakes up the next morning. Well, we first off, we get the scene of, of Jane's dad kind of sitting in the, the drug users anonymous group and she's not there. She hasn't shown up. Um, and then we cut back to Jane who's in bed and her dad calls and she does the whole thing of, oh, I overslept, you know, and you know, races outside and he's standing out there already. Um, and this is kind of where he goes inside and sees all the drug paraphernalia and sees Jesse and kind of just goes crazy really. And, and Jesse goes crazy as well. And, you know, with the baseball bat and all that kind of stuff. And it's pretty kind of intense scene of, you know, this kind of chaos between everybody. And basically he says to her that, you know, she's going to rehab right now. And she kind of talks him into, you know, I've got to put my, my, affairs in order and i've got you know you let my plants die last time <laughs> kind of quite <laughs> weird that excuse yeah, yeah. give me a day dad my plants are dead this was this was a serious thing during lockdown last year about our office plants though who was going to water them while we were in lockdown so um oh. i've experienced this in real life now but um but yeah anyway and so i guess like he says look you're you're going to rehab tomorrow you know so get your get, get your shit in order because we are going tomorrow and so i guess that starts a, a ticking clock for jane that you know now she's in a situation she desperately doesn't want to go back to rehab so yeah, she's she's got to find a way out of this, um, and you know Jesse's owed half a million dollars. So put the pieces together. So I think actually there is motivation for Jane to act the way she is, and in, in more of a hurry. You know, so when we talk about this kind of quick transformation, part of it is that she just she has to find a way out. Otherwise, she's back in rehab, and that's where she doesn't want to be. Yeah, and I mean this is another one of those really well acted scenes, like the desperation and kind of all that kind of stuff, and. I mean, this is the one thing, like, as much as I'm maybe not a huge fan of the dad character, like, you, you kind of, like, uh, you do feel the conflict with him, though. Like, I mean, because he, what does he say, like, 10 years of, like, you know, tough love or something hasn't worked, so, like, now I'm going to call the cops, basically, and kind of, you know, he, again, it's, it's all about choices, isn't it? This is if he had have just stuck to his guns and dragged it to rehab right away, then mm, the what-if scenarios, but... um. Yeah, I, I always got confused because like, I, I, I kind of was thinking like, well, how is Jesse so kind of aware when the last time we saw him take drugs straight away? Was like, but then I realised like, it's like a day's gone by, hasn't it? Because like, kind of, you've got the scenes in between. But um, I like Jesse. Like, oh, I've got rights. I'm a, I'm a tenant. I pay my rent. <laughs> like, just got my kind of civil rights. Civil rights with his baseball bat. But the one thing I say about Kristen Ritter is like, I kind of love this turn from her where she's kind of like so vulnerable and desperate. And then all of a sudden she's just like, We've got enough time to get it. Like, just that evil turn she almost has. It's not quite Giancarlo Esposito levels, but just the way she kind of, like, flicks it on and kind of is like, you know, like, no, we've got, like, 24 hours to sort shit out right now. So, yeah, I kind of, I like that. I, I just, I actually, like, I know I'm jumping ahead here to steal your thunder, but I actually really weirdly like kind of evil Jane on the phone to Walt here. Like, I like it. <laughs> like, it's just, there's something so sinister about it where, like, I know I'm meant to be team Walt here and kind of, yeah, like, she's a roadblock to him, but... 
I kind of like her like standing up to Walt and kind of putting his balls on the on the fire here. I I, I weirdly like it. Yeah, I mean it's a great scene where you know, obviously she rings up and and um you know she uses Jesse's phone so she, so Walt thinks it's Jesse and and obviously it's Jane and and um they start she says it's not blackmail but then quickly changes their mind that it is blackmail they're going to get their money um and you know it's basically you know like give us the money by tonight or you know I'm going to turn you in you know this this mild-mannered teacher who you know is, do, is a drug lord you know like i'm i'm i've got all the power over you so give us the money um so yeah and i really like that she kind of rings the home as well and pretends to be the student looking for a recommendation like just to put the shits up him even more you know so yeah it, it is a great scene it is a, it's a really really kind of like just sets the sets the cards on the table of what need what he needs to do if he wants to keep you know keep himself safe I love that line when she's like, it's Jane of Jesse and Jane. Like, I just love that <laughs> yeah, yeah. line that she uses. Um, but like, I love how I, the other thing too, I love like Jesse kind of just like lurking in the background of that phone call too, I think is, you know, like, and it, what does he say later on to something about good job wearing the pants or something like that? Yeah, like, well, that's what so, I, yeah. I kind of like cowardly Jesse. Like, cause he's kind of like, cause we get this scene when he's like talking with Jane outside and kind of like, you know, he's defending Walt and then basically like, you know, he's my partner. And she's like, well, so am I. Like, he's, he's just stuck in the middle here, Jesse. Like, you like you feel for him. You, you shouldn't feel for him, but you kind of feel for him because like he's brought this on himself. But at the same time, it's like you still kind of feel for this kid. Um, you know, because he's got, no, what choices he have here? He's got like a woman that you're going to find out he's in love with. And then you've kind of got this guy who's like providing him all this kind of stuff. So like, yeah, I, I just the, the internal conflict of Jesse is great. But um, well, I, think, yeah, I, I, think- I don't know the opinion if I'm meant to hate Jane here or not because I feel like fans probably hate this, but I I, I weirdly like it. Yeah, I mean, I I can see both sides of it, and and this is what makes it. The more I watch this, the more complex my my thoughts about it get. But um, you know, I I, I kind of really like that thing too of like Jesse. You know, I I think probably regardless of what he's going to use that money on, he feels he's earned it. You know, like what Would right you, does yeah. Walt have to to kind of hold that money back from him? If he wants to shoot it all up his arm, then that's his choice. He earned that money the same as Walt. So what what right does Walt have to do that? And, you know, Walt would argue that, you know, he wants to keep Jesse safe. Um, whether or not you believe those to be genuine kind of motivations is another story altogether. But, yeah, it is a complex situation, and that's what makes it fun is that, you know, you can if you kind of watch this through from Jane's perspective and then Jesse's and then Walt's, you'll see different things, and that's what makes it really cool. Yeah, and I also like the threats like, um, you know, sometimes it's a case of, yeah, like I'm going to go to the police, but sometimes the media is more powerful where all of a sudden you, you tell this story and because, I mean, we live in an age where basically, you know, people see a news story and they're going to believe it more so than whether it's, true or not you know what i mean so like as soon as they see this and if it went to the media like well it's kind of fucked um so yeah yep and so we kind of get to this next scene where walt's watching elephants on tv apparently um <laughs> and um you know he's kind good. of yeah yeah and he's kind of hearing a skylar singing the mockingbird song to um to holly through the the baby monitor which is this kind of really sad kind of scene really you know like you can see he's really kind of emotionally distraught by this whole thing about he's going to have to make a choice and and you know like his, it brings back that you know a lot of his motivations is for his family and so i kind of like that he's staying true to kind of who he he was at the start of the show to a degree you know um and this is where we see him you know kind of just you know they need diapers and so he has to go out and get diapers um and this is where you see him kind of put all the money into a bag and, and head off to jesse's place um and um you know they kind of 
he stands on the doorstep and knocks a door and, and Jane comes to the door and he says, no, I'm not giving it to you. I'll give it to, to Jesse. I like the kind of makeup they've given Jane in the scene as well, like just like her puffy eyes. And I think it's like quite an effective kind of use of makeup on the scene as well, which kind of just, you know, salt kind of sells it to me even more. Um, and this is, you know, like Walt gives over the money and then the kind of the scene kind of moves to Jesse and you see Jesse um, and Jane kind of, this is where you know, planning to move to New Zealand. Um, and they have this kind of harebrained plan that they're going to get clean, you know, and, you know, which I guess is the thing that every addict says, right, is that, you know, we're going to get clean, it's going to start tomorrow type of thing. Um, but, you know, it's never going to happen. So, yeah, I think it's it kind of kind of sets it all in place. You can see Walt leaves and he's not happy. Um, and, you know, I love that line as he's kind of leaving and he says something about, you know, how do I know you're going to stay quiet? And she says, oh, well, you don't, you, you won't know. And then Jesse kind of, you know, tries to reinforce that, yeah, you'll never see us again type of thing. So while she's playing that kind of bitch character, he's still being kind of Je- Jesse that we know and love. I like the reveal when she's at the door and he goes like, not you, him, and kind of Jane kind of moves a little bit and then you just see the slow slow reveal of Jesse in the background all cowardly and that's when he yeah, says that line, great way of wearing the pants in the family. Um, I love this conversation though, like, where can we go? We can go here, Australia. What about New Zealand? New Zealand's part of Australia. I was like, yeah, that's why they film Lord of the Rings. It's like we can go and hang out by the castles and stuff, um, <laughs> which there is a... Is a there is- you might be preempting what I'm about to ask you, Nick. You're yeah, in New Zealand a, here. There, there is only one castle in New Zealand. So Where is it, Nick? It's in Dunedin. Uh, it is. So, Lanark yeah, Castle, uh, yeah. which um, we nearly went to. One of the times I went to Dunedin, that was on our agenda, uh, but we didn't go. Uh, so, have you been? Have you been no, to- I've, I've never been. The one castle in New Zealand? Um but yeah, I mean that's we've talked about the band. Now there's two references to New Zealand. Is that it? Are we getting any more? Do you know? Or oh, uh, look, I, I couldn't couldn't tell you on in all honesty. Um, I do remember this one. This one for some reason it always stuck in my head. <laughs> Which I mean, would you accept Jesse and Jane to New Zealand? Uh, <laughs> 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 they might struggle two weeks in quarantine at the moment. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. But I kind of like yeah, like. You, as you say, like any ad, like it's it's not just drugs. Like I mean, God, anyone's gone on a diet. Oh, I'll start tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's kind of it's always the start tomorrow, and kind of just them looking at the drugs, right? Like it's kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. do they mention like we've got one more hit? We may as well not waste it or something. Or they yeah, say like we're going to yeah. flush it or something along those lines. But yeah. um, yeah, like I think you know we're not all drug users. We'll speak for yourself. Uh, but like some some people, most people have been in this position of I'll start tomorrow with something. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of you, you feel for them here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's you know it's you're totally right that it's not just a drug thing. It's a any vice, you know, like it's oh, I'll start tomorrow. I'll listening start tomorrow. to the Oz Network, I'll yeah, stop absolutely. listening tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> but don't don't <laughs> yeah. stop listening tomorrow. Yeah, so it'll, it'll only get better tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. That's another <laughs> motto of the Oz Network. We'll only get better tomorrow. Yeah, because it couldn't get worse. Is it? it couldn't get worse. It's been more than a thousand of these episodes. For some reason, how have we lasted that long? Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, and so we kind of um, see Walt decides to head to a bar afterwards, um, which you know, fair enough. I, I can't say I blame him. Um, and you know, like as he as he pulls up and orders a beer, that's where Skylar calls him and he kind of lies about you know that he's at Walmart now and he's gone to three stores and none of them had what they needed and. It, there's quite like it's one of those things about Walt like even these little lies he does them quite convincingly you know um, of like oh yeah no can we just use this other type oh no we can't oh well, I'll have to go to this other one you know like it's just it's really well done I think and and then obviously he kind of unknowingly starts to have a conversation with Jane's dad he obviously doesn't know it's Jane's dad um, you know and 
talks about, you know, that just had a daughter and, you know, have you got any, you know, any advice for, for me as a father of a newborn daughter and talks about he's got this nephew, which is obviously Jesse that he's referring to. And, um, you know, no matter how much he tries to help him, they won't accept help. And, um, and you know, I think Jane's, Jane's dad's last kind of parting thing is, you know, you can't give up on family. So it's this kind of nice little scene to kind of, um, you know, like it's a, a kind of sliding doors moment or whatever you might call it, you know, like it's what's the likelihood of these two meeting and not actually knowing that they have a, you know, a, a, a connection. Um, so, so yeah, I, I just think it's quite a, it's quite a cool scene really. And, and obviously his advice of never give up on family and he's thinking about kind of Jesse as his family. So, you know, does, does Jane's dad inadvertently lead to what happens next? So I don't know. You know mm. There's lots of ways you can look at this. Which I kind of said, is uh, Jane's dad ever wear any different clothes in the show besides <laughs> like a weird woolen vest and shirt? Um, I do like, one thing I do like about this scene is I kind of like the way like it just uh, Jane's dad's like, well played, by the way. <laughs> like, you know, just like yeah. getting the wife off your back, are you? Good job. Um, but I also love just the dynamic when it's just like, they found water on Mars. I don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> like, <laughs> and kind of Walt being Walt explaining what they can do with it. But yeah, like I remember watching this for the first time going like, what's that got to do with anything? Why are these two meeting? Okay. That's random. Uh, but like, yeah, like it's ultimately one of these rewatchable things when you know what's about to happen. It's kind of, yeah, very interesting, but Again, this is like what I was saying before. I like kind of when Walt and Jesse are sort of being complimentary on each other. So I like Walt here talking about his nephew and his, sorry, quote, nephew. And like I love that line when he's like, you know, you, you want to let them know what's best for them, even though you do know what's best for them. <laughs> like it's kind of, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not exactly a dad, at least that I know of, but it's kind of you, you do maybe know some people where you're like, I know, I do know what's best for you. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 an interesting sort of, so, and, like, this is the thing with this episode, how it goes by so quickly. Like, it still feels like there's so much more to this episode to come, but you don't realise you've got one more scene to go and you've only got a couple of minutes left of this episode. Mm. But it's a big scene, that's for sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we kind of, you know, whatever it is that has um, prompted Walt to go back, and I think there's probably lots of speculation about about what you kind of think it is, is that he kind of um, goes back to Jesse's place and and obviously kind of wants to talk some sense into him or whatever his plan is here. It's, it's kind of a little bit nebulous which I like you know there isn't a, a clear plan in place that we understand of what Walt's hoping to achieve from this but I think generally speaking we, we, we're kind of expecting him to go and try and talk some sense into Jesse and this is where he kind of comes in and goes around the back and uses that broken door that he broke last time to to kind of look through and see that the two of them are in bed presumably you know from his perspective out on drugs which they are um, and this is where he goes and kind of you know tries to shake shake jesse and try and wake him up and and obviously that doesn't happen um but you know he inadvertently kind of you know tussles jane who rolls onto her back um starts to vomit and then choke on her vomit and this is where we kind of get walt you know standing from a slight very slight distance having to make a decision on what to do here you know does he actually do something about this does he you know actually stop her and save her life or does he do what he ends up doing which is that he just watches um and you know he is very moved by it he's you know you can see he's this you know tears rolling down his face it's a it's a horrible thing for him to have to watch but this is the moment where he makes a choice you know and and um obviously the thing that's going to make his life easier is to let her die because then that problem of her you know being somebody that could blackmail him is gone um that's no longer a problem for him anymore um and so yeah he makes a pragmatic decision for his own life but one with huge emotional toll on on jesse obviously but lots of other people as well um and it, it's just 
it, it's man it's confronting it's it's a really really difficult scene to watch um and you know just the way that it's shot you really get the impression of how close he is to her and just watching it happen and there's this kind of you know like it kind of starts with him you know doing that instinctual thing of actually going and to do something about this and then he kind of just stops and you kind of just to see this kind of slow head tilt and he kind of just watches her um and you know he's kind of made that decision in that moment and um yeah i mean it's just an incredibly difficult scene to watch and just so such a powerful scene i mean this is a top five scene this is not getting out of our top five um you know it's just it's it's an amazing scene and and um there's just so many layers to it is what i love about it yeah i got i mean i i i remember watching this for the first time just like an absolute shock it's kind of one of these things where you're like you're expecting and just just everything about it like i mean just that the, again the facial acting by brian cranston is incredible the way he kind of realizes and stops and even just the way he's internalizing himself and thinking really quickly like should i do this should i do what should i do what should i do and then ultimately kind of that look at the end i'm reading here this is the episode that got him the emmy uh this is the one that they submitted for and he got the emmy um quite understandably um but yeah like as i said last week kind of this video that i watched basically saying that this is the scene that in this video they pointed out this is walter white dying and this is the you know heisenberg is completely taken over now because this is basically just the the transfiction that he's just willing to let an innocent girl die for his own uh greater good and kind of the consequences of what that will lead to particularly next week um so yeah god it's 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 very confronting. Like, I mean, God, this is a mild-mannered chemistry teacher who we talked about last season killing someone, but at least he was writing a pros and cons list and he was crying and apologising for doing it this time around. He's just, mm. like, just letting someone die. But it's interesting, um, I was reading here that apparently in the original script, uh, Walt was meant to push Jane on her back deliberately uh, and then Brian Cranston apparently was against it, as was AMC. So Vince Gilligan ended up sort of writing a compromise between the two ideas. And also, um, Brian Cranston uh, said in his autobiography that this scene greatly affected him as an actor. Uh, that in his autobiography, he said that um, the point of view of Walter White, uh, that he wrote about that in the first chapter, and then, yeah, how much as an actor this affected him. So, I mean, like, it's, I always like reading things like that from an actor because you read these very dark, I mean, famously Heath Ledger, you know, the the Joker role kind of, you know, drove him to, you know, unfortunately dying. So it's kind of when somebody gets so into a role and it affects them, like it's it's interesting to read that this is just a little scene like this. Um, but uh, And apparently also Brian Cranston cried for 10 minutes straight after this scene happened. That uh, That's how much yeah. it affected him. Yeah, well, I kind of read something where somebody was interviewing him about the scene, and he said, you know, to to the person he was in, who was interviewing him, of like, you know, I was as close to her as as you are to me now, and he said he couldn't help but think of his own daughter, you know, like and what it would be like to see his own daughter die, and I think, man, that's a pretty dark thing to be thinking about, but you know, like this, it obviously worked in terms of getting a great performance there. Um, so yeah, I think I don't know how you you could act this and and not feel moved by it. You know, I think it is just, and I think it's the right level. I think you're right. I think if he had deliberately kind of like more or less murdered her, um, there's a very different you know tone to you know like watching somebody die by accident and not doing anything about it and and like actually putting somebody in a situation where they're going to die directly because of your actions with intent, yeah. you know? And so I, I don't think that would have worked at this point in the show of, of seeing him do that. Um, 
so yeah, I think that was that was the right call by the by the producers not to go down that particular road because I don't think that would have worked. And I think you do see enough of his humanity. Like this wouldn't have worked if it was just like stone cold, you know, like complete asshole. Like you have to see the humanity in him for this to feel real. Um, and you know, to see him with those tears in his eyes makes it is just so much more effect, affecting as a viewer than it would be otherwise. Yeah, and it's just like as I said, like the yeah, like the tears in his eyes. Just it's just that internal struggle you can see in his face. Like it's just kind of just through all of it, and it's just it's just yeah, from the from when it's happening to afterwards, just everything about it. Um, yeah, just just incredible. And I mean, you know, it's yeah, one of these things that I can imagine winning an Emmy. Sure, great idea, but like it's it's sort of at the end, like you you know you have to feel that. And yeah, just adding to what I'm saying here, another thing I'm reading here that Cranston said it was the most harrowing thing he did on the entire run of Breaking Bad. Mm. So um, yeah, like I mean, it's it's better than him turning around and going like, oh yeah, like it was fucking easy. Like you know, I just thought of my, mm. my own daughter dying. It was great. Like you know, like it's it humanizes that from perspective because you know you do hear so many of these actors in these roles and even certain scenes that they have to do. Um, and you know, actors are human. They just mm. are good at pretending to be another human. Well, and I mean, obviously, your point about this being, you know, the the move from from Walt to Heisenberg is kind of reflected in the title of this episode, Phoenix. You know, basically, this is somebody who's, you know, the old Walt is dying, and this, you know, the Phoenix is reborn as as Heisenberg. So that's what what's what the title's referring to. So it's very much on the, you know, like the the producer's mind as well that 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 was always their intention. It's also the name of the Mars lander which found water. Uh, oh, well, so there, you, there go. you go. And also, apparently, which which to date this episode, uh, it's set on or about the twentieth of June, two thousand and eight. As that is the date that NASA confirmed that the Phoenix lander found water on Mars. So, does that that probably does make sense? Because we we found out last episode that Holly was going to be born on the sixteenth, but she was born a little bit earlier because obviously Skylar went into labour before then. So, um, yeah. Probably. And we've and we've obviously got the whole thing of like you know that there was stuff on the news in the background a few episodes ago of the financial crash and stuff. So mm-hmm. that yeah, that kind of feels like it, it fits in pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's um, I like that sort of timeliness of it. But yeah, no, I'm with you. This, I mean, God, this is possibly number one for the season. Probably will make the top five or the top ten of the entire series at the end. Um, yeah. It's up there as as a yeah. You you remember? You know this scene? Like it's it's. God, like I, yeah, you knew this is coming. Uh, and well, I mean, you and I did, we've seen it before. Colin, you didn't know this is coming. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, it definitely an iconic moment of this show. Right. Well, I think that takes us into how we're going to rate this episode. And I don't think it's any surprise that, that I'm going to be buying this episode. Um, and I actually had this, like, I had this at eighth place, which is below Peekaboo. Um, like, I'm really high on last week's episode, and I know not everybody will be. Um, I think this one has, like, one of the most amazing scenes that we've just talked through. Um and there's nothing particularly that I don't like about this. I'm, I guess I'm not maybe as high on kind of like the website stuff and, and, and things like that. But, you know, like I'm, I'm splitting hairs and I just feel like I feel a bit bad about having it at number eight. But, like, it's getting hard now because there is stuff that I really like above it. So eight feels really low. I'm going to stand by it and I might change it later on. But definitely a buy, definitely good stuff in here. I just like stuff in other episodes better. Like it, yeah, it's just, it's tough because there's some really good episodes here already. Yeah, I am going to put this similar. I'm going to put nine. I was thinking about this in Cats in the Bag, kind of, I guess you kind of got two Walt kills people scenes, right? 
Um, but I guess like this is more confronting and I guess more sort of shocking, but I think kind of at least with cats in the bag, you, it's kind of the birth, complete birth of this sort of guy that he's willing to do that. And I don't know, like uh, just put that slightly ahead. So I've got this at ninth. Um, so I've got the head of last week. Uh, I had Mandela at 11, but according to the ringer, this is the 17th best episode. Uh, of all time. So they've got this as a top 20 episode of all time in Breaking Bad. So there you go. Yeah, and like I say, like there, there isn't anything particular that I don't like about it. So I, I just find it quite strange that when I look through the episodes I've got above it, I, I couldn't really justify putting it above any of those, which makes it feel a little bit strange because there are so many good episodes here. Um, so, yeah, this is where it's going to get tough because it's only going to get harder for us, I think, is trying to where we put all these in because it's just going to be like, you know, banger of an episode after another as we go forwards here. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, like, um, you know, shame the New York Times doesn't let me read their uh, Vulture website anymore so I can compare, like, how certain websites... So I'm sure I can find another one that's not the only website on the internet that The Ringer is, but uh, it's kind of the one we've been using since the beginning. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously interesting with Mandela how low they put that last week and you and I sort of put it mildly high, particularly you. So, um, yeah, again, it's it's a difference of opinion. Like, I mean, you know, I'm, I think we are the only website or show or something that's ranked all of Nip Tuck's episodes, so we don't really have that to compare it to. But um, it would be interesting to see the few things that I've ever seen rated, how something like Conor McNamara 2020, whatever it was, <laughs> was basically ranked as, like, the worst episode. And I'm pretty sure I had that in my top five, didn't I? So, um, yeah, people don't appreciate art. And I think, you know, this is a 9.3 on IMDb, so it's it's a, a really high rating, you know. Um, so, so, yeah, I think obviously people agree with us that this is a great episode. I think probably for me, if I'm trying to like my difference between this episode and the last episode is that um, I'm somebody that quite likes tension in episodes. Mm. Um, and like, you know, that, that last scene in Mandela, I, I really enjoyed the kind of tense, you know, what decision is what going to make. Whereas this was a, is a fantastic final scene. This is a better final scene, but I, it doesn't have that same kind of tension. And so when, when there's going to be tension, that's going to make me want to watch more. Like this is probably something that is amazing to watch, but it's a little bit confronting. So you probably yeah. don't want to go back. Like again, going back to my thing about if you're just going to slip in a, a, an episode and watch it, this is a, probably a bit of a bummer to watch, you know, even though it is so amazing. So yeah, um, yeah I'm just trying to find ways to justify things now because it's getting so hard. And um, like I say, it's only going to get more difficult. And, potentially even starting with next week, you know, so we kind of move into um, ABQ, our, our season finale, and um, we're going to get all the answers that we've been building up to in this entire season are going to kind of come to a head here. We're obviously going to get the fallout of what we've just seen here with um, Jane's death. We're going to get the, you know, the reaction from Jesse and Jesse and Jane's dad. And um, yeah, so there's, there's a pretty jam-packed episode next week as well. We meet another very important, our final of our trio of characters this season that we're going to meet. Very important man. Um, and, I mean, I've marked down here four potential top five scenes next week. I'm <laughs> like, there's at least one which I'm going to say is probably not. It's just I like the scene and it's kind of, I think it's very, it's a decent enough scene that it could be quite prominent, but I doubt it will. There's there's one scene in it which, like, nearly makes me cry. Like, I'll be honest, it did make me cry. I, I've watched this episode twice in the last week and the first time I watched it, I cried. I'm not even going to deny that. Um, and, I mean, yeah, there's some big ramifications. Again, it's not like... I feel it's kind of similar to the finale of season one where it's, it doesn't really feel like a massive season finale. Like, it's kind of, you know... You would almost argue this could be the season finale with how it ended. You know, kind of like it, this feels a bit more season finale than next week. But it's still got enough to it where you're like, oh, okay, like I'm tuning in next season. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, 
it's not quite balls to the wall as a season finale as you think it should be, but it's, yeah, it's, as you said last week, it's kind of a nice conclusion to a nice little trilogy of episodes and, and a very tightly packed season where kind of from A to B, everything was kind of worked out. And it, like it's and it's it's the reveal of what the black and white stuff is, which I think is yeah. Again, as we've said so many times, like you would never guess in a million years that's what's going to happen. I remember watching the first time, going, "Oh, okay, that's clever." Yeah, yeah, I think it, it is one of those things where you know we've talked a lot about that the season was planned, um, very much planned from the beginning. So, um, you know, we're going to get those answers, which is a little bit different from how the show works after this you know so um this is probably um a bit of a unique finale in that regard and that it was planned to um to have a particular ending um and so we, you know we'll talk about how satisfying and fulfilling that ending is and, and so that could be quite an interesting conversation as well um yeah i agree there's some some absolute standout scenes in this next episode um which i think we're going to be talking about in two weeks time for sure um so so yeah there's heaps here um one of the things that i think is is going to be quite interesting when we're looking at past next episode and into our kind of season recap is going to be that i think there's kind of three to four kind of must-have scenes you know in that top five and so i think we're going to be scrambling for what those other one to two are because you know there's i you know we've i think we've talked about at least three that we absolutely they must have um and and probably at least a dozen others that we would like to have so i think it's going to be a really hard conversation to try and work out which of those two fit in there which yeah it's i don't i don't know where it's going to go i don't have a clue what we might end up with yet so yeah yeah i mean and that's why like i i guess sometimes i get a bit leeway where i kind of maybe add some more like i mean you know, like, I, I don't know if the, there's probably two of the four next week where I'm probably stretching it a bit. Uh, at least one of them. 100% I'm stretching it. I just like the scene. Um, but, I mean, there's one that I would very much fight for being in the top five. Um, but, yeah, no, you're right. I think, yeah, there's at least three this season that 100% will be in there. Um, but I like that. I like kind of having choice. I think last season we didn't really have it, did we? We just kind of had the five, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's kind of good to all of a sudden have a, a multiple choice ones. And I mean, again, moving forward, there's seasons where 100% right now, I could say, Nick, name iconic scenes. And you know, there's going to be iconic scenes in future seasons that will be in our top 10 at the end of it, let alone the top five. But then there'll be other ones where, yeah, you kind of, I don't say scraping the barrel. That makes it sound like we're just stretching hard. But I mean, you know, I think we had that bit of nip tuck, I think, in season six, didn't we? <laughs> like, it's kind of like, well, what can we really have? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I think it's probably like different types of, of episodes as well, right? Like I was, I've seen, sorry, you know, like there are your big action scenes, but there's also some great dialogue scenes. And, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking of one next next episode, which is a great little dialogue scene, which I think is phenomenal. And so if we're looking for something, if we've got four great action scenes and you're kind of looking for a great dialogue scene, even that's going to be a hard conversation because I can think of at least five great dialogue scenes in this in this season as well. So that's going to be a fun conversation to have. But we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. It's it's onwards and upwards to ABQ next week and and um and closing out the season. So can't wait to talk about that one. Um, but that's next week. If you've got any feedback for us, make sure you get it through to us. Follow us on all the usual social media 
um, platforms, you know, that's Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, savewalterwhite.com, whatever it might be, make sure sa- save, <laughs> yeah, save, save the Oznetwork.com. <laughs> <laughs> that website's not getting any hits. <laughs> Cancel the Oznetwork.com is getting more. <laughs> yeah, I would say some people would pay for us to go away. <laughs> hey, if that's how we can make money, let's, let's do it. Fuck this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget, forget about Patreon. Just go straight with that idea. But uh, yeah, um, um, until next week, um, we'll, we'll we'll leave it here. My name's Nick, and um, I've got dibs on the breast. It's a good thing to have dibs on. Uh, my name is Ben, and uh, what, what are you doing? Learning about elephants. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the Oz network.net thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.